0: Good morning everyone. I'm so thankful to be here with you this morning at New Hope. Welcome. If you're visiting, we're so thankful you're here and we would love for you to uh, fill out a welcome, a visitor card, meet us, get to know us. And if you're online, you could text welcome to 704-459-5575 or in here. I just want to do a few announcements before we get started this morning. Thank you to everyone for all that you did last night for gospel on the grounds. If you were there, you know how wonderful it was. It the music, the worship, the food, everything was just phenomenal. Um, we're thankful for everybody that helped and all of the members that came. And if you weren't there, we missed you. And as Pastor Russ likes to say, you got to be here to be blessed. So. When we have these events, we love seeing our members, and we had a lot of other people from churches that came too, which was a blessing. Um, just a reminder, kids, we're having our lock-in at the gym on Friday night. So if your kids, kindergarten and up, have not told me or signed up, please sign up out there. We have um, we're going to provide supper and breakfast, and sleep, some sleep. And if you have not picked, <laughs> if you have not picked up. Your Encounter Life Packet, please pick that up. Um, He's going to continue his series. I know that I've loved being on the app, and so I encourage you when you get it to to get on the app, to register, and um, to keep going through with this so we can do it as a church. It was a great opportunity. Please don't forget to sign up for VBS online, on the app, or on the website. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, hallowed be your name. We are so thankful for the eternity that we will have with you when we choose to follow you. We are so thankful for the creation, the earth, the place that you've made us, our home here as we wait for that, as we prepare. I thank you that we have this church family. I thank you for the, the scripture that we can so easily have to read every day, scripture that some people around the world are giving their lives for, that They're having to hide them, and and so many don't even have it. Yet, lining the pews and in all of our classes and homes, we have your word always. I thank you for that, Lord. I I pray that you press upon us to to spend so much more time reading and studying and hearing what you've told us. I thank you for this morning of worship where we will come to you in songs of praise and prayer and in learning your scripture. I pray that you prepare us, each of us, that you calm our hearts and our minds, that the distractions flee from us so that we can focus on your cross, your forgiveness, your love, your direction. I thank you so much for this beautiful, blessed day that you've given us, and each person here, whatever they bring here, Lord, you Have them wrapped in your arms. Your mercies are new every day. And in the midst of everything, you are our calm. You are with us. You provide for us. And we are so grateful, Lord. And in your holy name, we all pray. Amen.
1: Amen. That's
2: a that's a hard song to stay seated on, isn't it? It is a good day. A good day indeed today, for sure. We hope you've had a good day in, in uh small group Sunday school time this morning. Uh begin learning and continue learning what God has in store for you and for your life. And uh that we might take that and apply it to our life, that we might become more like him. We did have a great time yesterday. It was a good time on the grounds, uh, singing, great time of uh, music and fellowship, just with the community, you know. And, and so, indeed, if you missed it, you missed a great time. Uh, and so make, make plans to be there for the, for the next one we have, and, and we'll be having one uh, sometime, but uh, look forward to that. A few weeks ago I took my uh, my grandchildren, at least 3 of them, uh, Knox and Emery and and uh, Noah, I took them fishing at the the Department of Natural Resources. They had a a fishing rodeo for kids at uh, Lake Thickety in in Gaffney. And if you got there early, you got a free fishing rod. You got free bait and a stringer and a little goodie bag and so of course, we got there early, okay? um uh, but my son-in-law Brett is a game warden and he was kind of helping out with the event uh and his sisters and they brought their kid their little boys and so we just had a nice little group there uh fishing and, and having a good time and he made sure he you know he found a spot for us and got us set up there and we put our chairs out and we were ready to catch a bunch you know we we, we put our chairs out where they'd had another little fishing thing the day before, and they reeled in a They caught a bunch of fish there. And so Brett said, here, y'all need to go right here and, uh, and set up right here. So we did, and so we got everything out, and man, we were ready for the haul. We were ready to reel them in for the day. <clears throat> but it was a pretty neat little event, and they had door prizes for like the first fish that was caught, the biggest fish that was caught, um, maybe the... Uh, the, they had tish, uh, fish that were tagged, and so if you caught one of those, you got uh, different prizes and all, but there were people lining the entire bank, okay, at Lake Thickety. There were over 250 people there. Uh, most of them were kids, but there were parents, grandparents, and kids, and, and so it was a, a big group of people. And so at nine o'clock, they blew the horn and it all started, okay? They were, they were casting right and left, okay? Lines crossing <laughs> everywhere. But it was a good time. You know, the horn blew we started fishing, baiting our hooks with worms and we fished and we fished. We baited our hooks with hot dogs and we fished and we fished. Chicken livers and we fished and we fished. Artificial worms and we fished and we fished. Chicken livers we fished and we fished. Stink bait and we fished and we fished and we fished. And boy, did we really it And I'm going to tell you what, we caught leaves, logs, and limbs. But no fish. No fish. <laughs> Not a single fish. But the kids had fun, okay? We were there for two and a half, three hours, and the kids had fun. You know, they'd be reeling it in and kind of drag along the bottom. I got a bite! I got a bite! And it might be a leaf or something, <laughs> you know. But anyway, they, they had a good time. Well, our message today comes from uh, another fishing story found in, in Luke chapter 5. If you will turn. Uh, to Luke chapter 5, and we'll begin there. And and in this story, we find Peter after a long night fishing. He had been out fishing all night, and and yet he had caught no fish. (laughs) It was an empty day for him as well. But we find in that story that Jesus meets Peter where he was. Jesus meets Peter at his day's work, at his job, at his job site, living out life. And so remember last week we, we, we saw where Jesus left Galilee and he said that, that he had to go to Samaria. Yeah. He had to go to Samaria. It was in Samaria that he met the woman at the well. You see it was there that, that he intentionally sought out, he intentionally went to Samaria, intentionally sought out this woman and her encounter with Jesus changed her life forever. Our story today revolves around the calling of Peter. Actually, it's about our calling as well. And just as Jesus pursued the woman at the well and and he met Peter on the shores of the Sea of Galilee, he pursues us where we are. Maybe it's at our home, maybe it's at church, maybe it's at your workplace, maybe, maybe it's at school. But he meets us where we are doing our everyday task, And so, folks, wherever you are, regardless of where you are in life, Jesus is calling you today to join him at work. And when we step out in faith, he steps up and delivers power. And when we obey, he moves. I told you a couple of weeks ago, the the, the lady that keeps Noah, tells him, when do you obey? You remember what I said? When do we obey God? Right away. When do we obey? Right away. So when we obey, God moves. And so we see this scenario playing out when when Jesus calls Peter. and, And before Peter is ready, before Peter is ready, he has to trust Jesus even when he doesn't understand what's going on, even when things in life don't make sense. Peter still trusts Jesus. You know, there's nothing special about Peter. There's, he's just an ordinary guy. He's an ordinary guy at work trying to make a living for his family. Going out night after night. He's not talented. He's not an especially gifted man. He's just a normal guy living life. But what happens to him in this story is anything but normal.
3: In Luke 5, there's a story where Jesus is preaching on the shore to a large crowd, so large they couldn't easily hear him. So Jesus had the idea of using a boat to help address the crowd. He saw Peter with a few other fishermen at the dock, washing their nets. They were no doubt exhausted after a long night of fishing. But that's when Jesus interrupted their plans for the first time. It was a simple ask. Can you take me a little offshore so I can address the crowd? The Bible doesn't tell us Peter's response. It doesn't tell us if Peter was thinking, all I want to do is go home, sleep, and forget this long, awful night of fishing I just had. All we know is Peter obeyed, and soon Jesus was standing on the edge of a boat teaching the large crowd. When Jesus finally finished teaching, he told the fishermen, let's have a little adventure. Let's put the boat into the deep waters and cast your nets down. Finally, Peter lets Jesus know what kind of day he was having. He said, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. I wonder what his inner dialogue was. Was he thinking, I'm the expert fisherman and I know how this is supposed to work. Again, we don't know what Peter was thinking, but we do know Peter was obedient. He said, because you said so, I will cast down my nets. This is when the miracle happens. Peter casts his net off the boat, and the next thing he knows, there are so many fish his nets begin to break. In fact, they had to signal another boat to come and help them, and both boats were so full of fish, they almost began to sink. The very sea that offered them nothing the night before now seemed to have an endless catch. These guys were no strangers to big catches, but this one was supernatural. Peter is so taken back by it, he falls to his knees and says, get away from me, Lord. I am a sinner. I imagine Jesus smiled here. This wouldn't be the last time Peter didn't understand what Jesus was trying to show him. Jesus said, do not be afraid, for I'm gonna make you a fisher of men from now on. And when they brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. The amazing thing about the story was that Peter had all of his plans interrupted. The very short-term plan of ending a long day of fishing, instead of letting the day come to an end, he obeyed Jesus' simple request of letting him use the boat. It's a practical picture of the way Jesus uses us, using whatever simple things we have to accomplish the greater mission. But I think what Jesus loved most about Peter was he was willing to follow the call even when he had other plans. Not only did he interrupt the plans for the day, he interrupted their careers, their very plans for their lives. Peter was a career fisherman, but by following Jesus, he would go on to lay the very foundations of the church itself. It didn't start with anything grand. It started with a simple act of obedience. I wonder what simple act of obedience God is calling you to. Jesus is not looking for the most rich or talented or powerful or connected. He's looking for the humble and obedient. Are you willing to let God interrupt your plans? Are you willing to set something aside and open up your hands and say, okay God, here I am, use me. This is a dangerous, bold prayer. But if you're willing to pray it, I believe just like Peter, God is something so much greater than anything you could have planned for yourself.
2: Will you follow Christ in obedience? The story begins that there are so many people just wanting to hear Jesus, just wanting to hear his story, wanting to hear the, the teachings that he, that he heard They were crowding around him. And so he, he tries to get to a place where they, can, where they can all hear him. It says in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 3, It says, one day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. And he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put it out a little from shore. And he sat down and taught the people from the boat. You know, after a disappointing night in the water, the fishermen had had left their boats on unattended while they were while they were there cleaning their nets, cleaning the their equipment, uh, making repairs that they needed to make, being prepared for the next day and now Jesus gets in the boat and asks him to push out a little bit further into the water and and he does that so that his his voice will echo across the water and the people will be able to hear but doesn't Jesus know that These fishermen have been out all night that they are truly exhausted. They were were no doubt tired and hungry, frustrated and, and ready to go home. They had been desperately trying to make a catch, something, anything. And Peter was disappointed, feeling the financial strains of bills piling up. He probably had a boat payment to make. He needed the night's catch to provide for his family, for food, for the table. And so with no luck, he... I guess they decided to pack it up and go home for the day. And maybe it was then that Peter's eyes met the eyes of Jesus. And Peter was like, probably, okay, this this won't take too long. I'll I'll push him out. I can push him out. I can sit down. I can sit back and and relax just a moment. I can just listen and and take it in. It says in verse 4, when, when, when Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Peter, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And Peter's like, oh, hold on now. I, I'm the professional here. I'm, I'm the one that's, that's done this for a living. I, I know the ropes. I, I fished all night and not caught anything. I've already cleaned and, and repaired my nets. And, and this is going to mean even more work and even longer day for me. This was probably the last thing that, that he wanted to do. But then maybe he, he caught the eyes of Jesus again. And Amen. to say, there's there's nothing out there, Lord, but because it's you. Because it's you, I'm going to trust you. Even when it doesn't make sense, and it certainly doesn't make sense to me, but it's because of you. I'm going to trust you, and, and yes, we'll go out. Amen. And, and folks... That moment of faith, that moment of faith and trust changed his life forever. His obedience at that point resulted in the miraculous. His encounter with Jesus changed everything, it changed his his eternity. And he was never the same after meeting Jesus that day. As that slide said earlier, when we meet Jesus, everything changes. We're never the same anymore when we truly encounter Jesus. It was in his obedience that he understands his his heart, in his heart, the the relationship that he has with God and and, and as well God's faithfulness to him. In Luke chapter 5, verses 5 through 7, it says, Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night. And I haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And so they called their partners uh, in the other boats to come and and help them, And and, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. That folks is an incredible story. And maybe maybe it's that story that we got get the idea of the fisherman's tale. Okay? You know, that, that brim that we caught was was this big. You know? And, and so can you imagine the the story as they as they told the folks back home? Man, we had been out fishing all night. We'd used every technique we thought of, every way we knew to catch some fish, and we caught nothing. All night long. And then Jesus shows up. Folks, when Jesus shows up, everything changes, right? Everything changes. He told us to, put a, to push out in the deep and to, put our, to, to drop our nets out. And I kid you not, we caught so many fish. I'm going to tell you what, our, net, our nets were filled up. Our boats were overflowing. Man, our boats were about to sink. We caught so many fish. But see, that wasn't some old fisherman's tale. That was the truth of God's power right there. There was no exaggeration. Their nets were full. Their boats were so full that the power of God filled them up to the point of almost sinking. That was the truth that they were telling, not some story of a fisherman out on the lake at night. It says in verse 8, when Peter saw this, He fell at at Jesus' feet. It says he he, he fell and and worshipped Jesus. It says he, he, he said to Jesus, Go away from me, Lord. Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. He knew at that moment, he knew right then and there that he was speaking to Almighty God and that he was a sinful person in the presence of Almighty God. He acknowledged Jesus as Lord. And the sinfulness in his heart became abundantly clear. It was at that moment that, that Peter realized the greatness of Jesus and the smallness of himself. Peter saw Jesus for, for who he was and now he understood who, who Peter was in compared to a perfect, holy, and righteous and sinless God that God was everybody and he was a nobody. When you think about that story, we we, we think about how that changed Peter and and, and the sons of Zebedee and and his partners there on on the lake. and certainly changed Peter's life there, but, but we oftentimes forget about the people on the seashore, the people on the bank. The people that, that had just heard Jesus teaching. They had just watched Jesus push off from the shore. They had witnessed all this take place. They had seen the, uh, the, the, the fishermen throw Peter and, and uh, throw the, the, the net overboard. And they saw him begin to pull it back up. And load after load, he couldn't get it up. His people couldn't get it up. He had to call in reinforcements. So it wasn't just Peter. It wasn't just Peter experiencing the presence of Jesus through his obedience. Other people witnessed Jesus through Peter's obedience. In Luke 9 it says, or Luke chapter 5 verse 9 it says, For he, for Peter, And all of his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. So were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. From now on you will be a fisherman of men. And so they pulled their boats up on shore and left everything. And followed them. They left everything and followed him. They weren't concerned about their nets anymore or their boats. It says they followed him. You see, their encounter with Jesus led them to, to leave their old life, to leave their old ways, to leave their old habits to leave their old friends, their their old activities, and begin something new. They they left behind their old ways and began their journey with Christ. You see, in their journey with Christ, they would go to new places. They would meet new friends. They would see new people. They would have new adventures. And so it is today. When we follow Christ, we live the sinful life behind, but all the, the greatness that Christ has in store for us if we follow him in obedience. In, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, If anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Our old way of life is gone and our new way of life with Christ has come. We're living in Christ now and got, getting rid of the old way of life. And you see, when, when Jesus disrupts our lives and presents an opportunity for us to, 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 to join him, it reveals where our heart is. It reveals where our heart is in our relationship with God. You see, when when he presents that opportunity, like Henry Blackaby says, we're at a crossroads. Okay, we have a decision to make. We either follow him or we follow ourselves. We follow his ways or we go our ways. And so there's a crisis of belief there that we have to choose his way or, 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 or our way. And so it's then that we have to decide are we going to follow him or not. It also reveals God's faithfulness to us. Because we know that when we follow Christ he's going to be faithful. Peter had no idea what was in store for him when he was obedient and pushed off the shore. Peter had no idea when 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 they got out in the deep, and Jesus said, "Drop your net." Okay, whatever. Whoa, wait a minute! What's going on here? Start pulling it in. He had no idea that that God was going to be that faithful to him in his obedience. You see, when when Peter obeys Christ, he experiences the. The greatest catch that he ever had. He said just a minute ago, he, he, he experienced a supernatural catch. But I would go on a little bit further and say that, that the best catch was yet to come. The best catch was the saved souls down the road. When he would preach and thousands would come to the Lord. When he would interact with people and people's lives would be saved, that God works in and and through him. And and as Peter sees this miracle unfolding right before his eyes, he truly sees who Jesus is. Oh, he's way much more than a teacher, which he saw just a few hours earlier, a few minutes earlier, as he was trying to teach on the the shore or, or as he had just pushed off into the lake. No, now Peter saw him not as a teacher, but as the Messiah. He saw him as the Lord of Lords his Savior. And in his revelation, shame overcame him. And it tells us that, that he tells Jesus, again recognizing his holiness, the holiness of Christ. He says, get away from me for I am a sinner. Because he was completely humbled Amen. at the holiness of God that stood before him. But notice, if you will, just like last week. Remember last week, the woman at the well, she was, she was there, and, 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 and Jesus tells her he had had five hus- she had had five husbands, and, and the one she had now was not her husband. And, but he didn't throw that in her face. He didn't beat her down because of that. And neither does he do it with, with Peter. Rather, he calls Peter to a higher calling. In essence, to say, Peter, I have much more in store for you because you showed me obedience. And as a result, he becomes becomes a friend of God. Think about that. He becomes the person God called him to be because he was obedient. Are we becoming the people God has called us to be because we're being obedient? Or are we not becoming the person God wants us to be because we're not being obedient? Where do we fall on that, on that spectrum? But, but folks, re- regardless of where we are in life, God will use us. God will use us. Whether it's the woman at the well, an outcast from society, or hear a, a, a fisherman that was down on his luck that had a terrible night on the lake. Wherever we are in life, Peter was nothing special until Jesus got hold of him. Jesus will do great things in our lives when we're obedient. Amen. Peter was obedient. Jesus interrupted his life. It was just a normal day on the lake for him. Maybe for you, it's a, a normal day in the classroom, teaching or as a student. Maybe it's a normal day in your house through retirement. Maybe it's a normal day in the, you know, out shopping, running errands. Maybe it's just a normal day for you out, out working in the yard and and it's there that that Jesus meets you. In our study tonight, we're going to we're going to look at the wonder of God and the glory of God. And and how we so often look past the beauty that's right in front of us. Yesterday we were out in the, on the under the trees. Okay, yesterday. And the last song is a as a group was singing, and I had my my camera out, video on and, and I looked up, and I began just to move around, and and as the camera peered through the trees. The outline of the trees made a little cross. It was a very rough cross. But I thought, wow. And it was funny because that last song, the name of that song was the cross has the final word. You know, how often do we pass the beauty of God's creation. How often do we go so busy through life that we fail to look at the small things? Yeah, it's easy to go to the mountains or to the, or to the oceans and you see the, the grand things. But what about the rocks on the mountain? What about the sand formations on the on the seashore it's those little things and it's sometimes in those little things that, that, that God can, can get our attention it's at sometimes in those little areas in our life that, that God speaks to us and it's sometimes in those lives that he has a specific message to us Peter was obedient And the moment he decided to throw that net out in faith, Jesus would solidify his calling as a fisher of men. The very moment that he said, I'm going to be faithful, I'm going to be obedient, because it's you, Lord, here it goes. From now on, won't fish for fish. You'll be a fisher of men. Are we at a point in our life that that there's a decision to make whether we toss that net or not? Are we living at a point of obedience that we need a decision that, that we need to make? In verse 10 it says, Then Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. I find it interesting in that verse it says, Jesus said, now again, this is a man that's lived on the water, okay? His entire life, career, everything, his living is made on the water. And Jesus said, you know, they they'd pushed off of the shore. And, and then Jesus says, push out a little bit deeper and they're in the water. And he throws Peter throws the net overboard, and he begins this haul. and And listen to what he says. He says, "Do not be afraid, folks. Don't be afraid to follow Christ. Don't be afraid to follow through with that calling that he's that he's placed on your heart to do this or to do that, to go here, to go there, whatever it might be, to start this ministry or that mission. Don't be afraid," he says. Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for men. You will fish for men. Again, why would he tell Peter that in the middle of a boat, in the middle of the water? Because he was about to change the course of his life from a fisherman to one that fished for people. That's a big change, isn't it? That's a big deal in somebody's life, to make that big a difference, to make that big a change in your life. But yet Jesus said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You see, Jesus provided power and a a life-changing experience. And that's his promise to us if we'll be obedient. He will use us wherever we are in life. When we seek Him, when we chase after Him, when we look for Him, folks, watch what happens. For He will produce something that we could never imagine. This Encounter Life series is about making our story known to other people. and As we carry out, God, God has called us to do that too. God has called us to be the fishers of people. And, and, and when we carry out that call to engage the lost with the good news, He will, he will bless us. And and, and we will encounter more of life with Jesus, more of what he wants in our life, more, more of his heart, more of his passion, more of his authority, and more of his joy. And so the question, as we'll leave you with this morning, is will we pray that simple prayer, Lord, use me. Lord, use me. What simple act of obedience is God calling calling you to? And will we respond in faith? Will we respond in obedience? Will we respond in surrender or selfishness? Will we surrender to God's call or to our way? That's a decision we have to make. That's the question if we're going to toss that net to be obedient in Christ. To follow him wherever he leads to do whatever he desires in our life. You make that decision this morning for you and for you alone. Father in heaven, God, we come to you this morning being reminded that, <clears throat> that you will bless our obedience. <clears throat> that when we show obedience, you show faithfulness. You tell us not to be fearful of what you call us to do because you will prepare us, you will ready us, and you will walk with us through whatever it is you're calling us to do. For you will never lead us into, and down the wrong path, but always the good path. So, Father, today, whatever it is that you've placed on our hearts, however, whatever you're calling us to do, Father, today, would would you just convict our hearts and compel us to follow you in obedience? God, that we might become the people, the disciples that you want us to be. And God, that in all that we do, we glorify you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.